Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. This is My Money and Me. My next guest is, is Mzi Malunga, and he is a businessman, a media practitioner, and an executive. He was managing director of Africa's leading business content house, BDFM. Um, those are BDFM publishers, owners of Business Day Financial Mail, as well as Business Day TV. And he was the MD for nine years. A very good evening to you, Mzi. Thank you so much for joining me. Good afternoon. Oh, good morning. <laughs> ah, I'm feeling the same. I I walked into the studio all frazzled. And Dr. Cindy was so sweet. She handed me a chocolate and, you know, everything just kind of felt good. Good evening, Dimitra. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, yes, I, um, you know, when it's you want to talk day. about money, it's always, it's always with trepidation. Oh, my God. Are you feeling intimidated because we're talking about your money? <laughs> no, it's intimidating to talk about money generally for for black people in general and I think um, people who are Africans in particular because uh, we are new to it. Mm, it's so interesting because we often get that on the show. So, you know, the slot is dedicated to speaking to people about their money and you know, their thoughts around it. And often that's the first thought that comes to comes to them is that, you know, we weren't really taught about money. We did, weren't taught about managing it. It was, and for many of us, it wasn't there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't freely available. It was always, you know, a challenge. So I totally, totally understand you. But this is why it's so important that we have this show is because we, talk about it more and more so that it becomes less intimidating over time, right? Yes. No, you're right. Uh, even though I, um, I you know, in, in a way that I would almost contradict myself, my first comment was that I believe that uh, when I reflect now, I believe that I probably had a head start when it comes to appreciation of money mm-hmm. or thinking about money because I descend from traders, so you know traders are very are very meticulous in mm-hmm. terms of how they look at money and how they approach money. So my grandfather used to say to me, "Every cent that comes out of your pocket must be accounted for." So that has stayed with me all the time. But of course, the discipline of doing that is not often there. But often, but but I think it's. If if I think I'm going overboard on something, I would, my grand, I, I, that comes back to say my grandfather is yeah. everything must be counted for. So when you go ahead and you you blow uh, a a a five hundred rands or a thousand rands in one day, you are you know you look around and say, well, what did I do with that money? Can, can I account for it? For instance, that and I think that's. My has been my approach most of my life yeah. with, with money. It's it's. And um, some people say you are a miser. No, what's wrong with being prudent? <laughs> you know. Well, you know, in the township, uh, generally people, you know, when I was growing up um, in the township, you what what used to happen is that um, those days were during the times of what was called inflation control. Mm. So in a place like Johannesburg, you know, there were jobs. Pretty open. If you had uh, your dumpers was the pass is your style, which means that you have a good endorsement. Ten one A, ten one B, 
or something like that. Yeah. So if if you are born and bred in the township, then what would happen is that uh, some guys would go and market. You know, when you say go and look for a job, you're going to market. You, you, you're going to market yourself. So so some guys would walk, work maybe for two months, uh, buy a hi-fi and a leather jacket and nice clothes, and then mm. sit at home for a few months, especially in winter. <laughs> and then they go and market when, they, when it gets warmer. Um, and and people just spend money, used to spend money just like that. But even though they were, you know, it's a contradiction in a way, because even though at the time still, there were also stock sales that were very, very, very powerful, which would go for five days, like on Wednesday, from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah. So, 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 but, but because of my approach to say, well, I, I have to account for every cent that comes out of my pocket. And many of my peers were thinking that, ah, no, this one is, uh, is stingy, the miser. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think what's important there is whether you fell for that and stopped or whether you continued despite what they were saying? Did you ignore it? No, I mean, the the advantage I think I also had was the fact that uh, at an early stage, I decided that, and also I decided that, well, I won't consume things like alcohol. Uh, I didn't smoke, mm. I don't smoke. So that helps a lot because... Of course, <laughs> you say thousands, <laughs> millions. It takes, it takes you out of, speculation in some of the areas mm. so you can't so so if you are going to go to a party for instance you are always sober mm-hmm. and 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 i think you are rational you know so i didn't stop i basically continued on that on that on that route and at some point i thought yeah yeah you know uh, before this situations of at the time I was living corporate, I was thinking that no, no, no. I mean, I think uh, I'd been I'd been fairly good in terms of just uh, looking after whatever money I would have, I might have made mm. uh, or that I would have generated. So, but I suspect um, you know you can never be prepared enough for life outside corporate because life outside corporate is, is hard. You know, and yeah. you, you sometimes think that. When we are in corporate, um, because we've got big institutions that have got uh, longevity, they've been there for long. And you have more stability. And then, you know, yes, I think you have people who pick up your your calls, you can open more doors mm. and maybe make more money or something like that. However, once you are, the institution is gone, it's you only and not the institution. And then I think that's what... Uh, many of us discover when you leave corporate to say, oh, phones don't ring, <laughs> they go quiet, people don't pick up calls. Yeah. And I think also that has an impact on money, you know, in a way, mm. because after that, then when, do- when more, no more doors, no, not many doors are opening, it means that now you have to even be more, more prudent with, with your money, I suspect. And when you, you work for yourself, Generally, it is even more important that uh, every cent uh, is accounted for. So, you, 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 when you left corporate and you went into your own business, tell me about that. I mean, was that a real challenge for you? Did you have a plan in place? Was there enough cash flow? <laughs> well, I had, I had, a, I thought I had a plan. You know, yep. <laughs> when you, <laughs> it's always the case 
when you leave, and, mm. and I think uh, my advice to my friends in corporate, and I know that uh, many people in corporate, just very shabby black people, they hit the ceiling very quickly and therefore are extremely unhappy in the mm. jobs they are doing. I always advise my friends to say, look, guys, I know it's hard there, I know it's frustrating, but at the same time, the most important thing is that when you leave, you must make sure that you have got more than three plans, at least so the plan one, plan A, plan B, and plan C. Yep. So that um, I th- I thought I had plan A and B, and they still, you know, they were wobbly, you know. They didn't fail completely, but they were wobbly in, uh, at best. And and that was a, that's a big learning as well mm. you know, when that happens. Because obviously, when you go into your own business, businesses, when especially when you start, you they don't they don't generate enough cash to for your upkeep and you yep. know you still have bills to pay and stuff like that and that goes into a situation where many people make mistakes that's why today the angriest group in South Africa will probably be the black middle class mm. for for a couple of reasons one reason yeah, that's why you can even listen on your radio on on even on KFM or, or other competitors of yours, you would find that uh, like people are complaining, you know, and they are frustrated, you know, and I understand because, you know, those who are outside uh, corporate, you know, they've got their time, they own their time, but they, the cash is very, is very, very tight, yeah. uh, if it comes at all. And then those that are in corporate um, are frustrated. <laughs> they have got a bit of liquid, but they are frustrated because they don't own their time. Mm-hmm. It's feeling quickly and so on and so forth. So that's the that's the dichotomy of South Africa today. And I think um, people like myself would have experienced. Of course, in corporate, my career went up uh, quite um, for 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 the longest of time. I had a very good career in corporate um, until my last days when things were no longer going well. But I think uh, yeah. But even outside corporate. Because of the prudence, maybe that I, I, I did when when the cash was there, I'd been able to to stay, um, you know, afloat mm. all this time. And you see, unfortunately, when 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 you have things like COVID, <laughs> that basically comes just out of the blue like a ball from the sky. Yep. It, it it wraps up even even the best of us. But this is the rainy day, you know, when, when financial planners tell you, you know, save for a rainy day, this is the rainy day. Maybe this is the stormy day. This is stormy time. And this is where your savings need to be used um, or can help you through this time. And especially if you're running a business, um, in order to keep some cash flow in that business, I mean, I, I can imagine it's so tough for so many business people out there. Oh, it is tough. I mean, mm. I suspect many business, the businesses that will survive this era are the ones that I think will have longevity. You know, when they do, mm. you know, uh, you see on some uh, media networks, you see they do something called the hundred year club. You know, mm. companies that have been there for yes. years plus, mm. uh, and you see many of those. I mean, they all go. There, there is no 
is not possible that the business can actually achieve 100 years without having gone through some tough times. And I, and I realize that even in individuals, you know, if you haven't been um, in the valley um, at 12 o'clock when it's uh, mm. 30 plus degrees, you won't be able to appreciate the breeze uh, on top of the mountain uh, when, you know, when you get there. So I suspect this, this is the time when it's the most scariest time, but it's also the time that can create opportunities for those that survive. Absolutely. Tell me, you, um, you own a, a franchise in Johannesburg. Is it a post yes, I franchise? do. It's a, it's a post-net franchise. Um, it's one of the businesses I own. The other businesses, you know, there's a food business I own with my wife, and then I do the media consulting, of course, because of this, the skill I have in that area. So, um, and there are other smaller uh, projects. So, so, but the the franchise is very interesting because. We we were closed uh, during you know the early stages. Level five, it was closed, and you know you <laughs> you're sitting. It's a business that that works almost because it's in the retail space. You mm. <clears throat> you are open most of the year except on Christmas Day, on New York Day, and maybe Good Friday. Yeah, you know, n- not even Easter Monday. So. Every other day you are open. So mm. except three days in a year. Now, when you all of a sudden closed, you know, this is a business that is the cash business. Mm. Uh, you know, where every mm. day trades and people come in and um, irrespective of how much it is, but I mean, people are there every day. So when it closed, it was like the first time. Sure. You, mm. you, this thing hits you, and you are like sitting at home and saying, "My God, I have not seen that today." Yeah, it is the scariest like, uh, thing. But of course, in the first wave, at least of uh, lockdown, there were certain there were certain interventions that government put in place, and um, which has not been the case in the second wave of lockdowns, which worries me a lot because for for businesses. But even though my business is not as affected. It's still trading. But once, you know, there's something about South Africa, you know, um, I think 30% of this business, of this country is probably due to the alcohol mm. business. So so when alcohol is, is not trading right like now, um, all businesses are slow. All businesses are slow. You can see it in whether it's a postnet or there's a food and stuff. But it's, it's amazing. It's just it's so amazing, and it's, 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 that is the the dilemma of South Africa to say, well, yeah. if you open alcohol, then mm. you know, you look. It's a really trade. it's a really tough one, and uh, you know we mustn't underestimate how important the liquor industry is for the economy. We do understand that it's having adverse impacts on the healthcare system, for example. But I mean, alcohol on its own contributes about three percent to GDP in this country. It is very yeah. It's important. a massive, uh, it's, a, it's a massive mm. industry, and I think it also, <laughs> for some reason, affects affects people's moods. So when it's not there, uh, people are irritable. They, I don't mm. think they spend anything. So, but so, then, but then, Lumzi, I think we have a dependence problem. We need to. <laughs> that's a conversation that we need to have another day. But that's, it's yeah, that's a conversation that uh, yeah. South Africa needs to have among 
you know, about alcohol and yeah. how you proceed from here. My my view has always been to say, even if you double the price of alcohol, I think consumption will probably remain the same. Yes. And if you, mm-hmm. if, but, but then what you then do is to then invest more in social in, the, in social infrastructure like yes. hospitals and so on, so that when you have a problem like you have now, mm. you don't your system doesn't get overwhelmed by and for the stop start stop start stop Absolutely. start yeah, kind of way. Yeah, it's yeah. you know it's just a different way of looking at it. It's also like you know like the tobacco industry under the tobacco controls amendment act uh, you know that we have in place it's about making smoking inconvenient it's making it yeah. it's the inconvenience around it it's not about putting up the price and that's what helps to reduce the number of people smoking and Z, it was great chatting to you unfortunately we've run out of time uh, my controller is giving me a look so i'm going to leave it there thank you so much for sharing your money journey with us and we wish you all the luck and um and health and prosperity going forward mzim malunga a businessman and media practitioner in south africa that brings us to a wrap of my money and me i'll be back next tuesday at 8 p.m big black is up next rewinding rewinding kaya fm on fm rewind visit kayafm.co.za for more